the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. How are you? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Tech stocks, we can talk about developers and Apple's conference and so much, much, much more. We could talk about Microsoft and their Azure cloud secret weapon. We could talk about Google's CEO, not CEO, ex-founder or co-founder designing planes that you can drive on the road and then fly when you need to fly kind of like a human drone i don't know there's something going on there not a lot of big stuff in today's news cycle that's vastly different from the day before the day before the day before a lot going on with china and the trade deficit china's reportedly offered to buy an additional 25 billion dollars of u.s goods to help close the trade deficit that offer goes away, though, if the U.S. pushes ahead with its tariffs on imported Chinese goods. A tariff threat by the United States that still remains on the table with a proverbial shaker that contains several grains of salt. What's going to happen with all the trade war talk? Don't you wish you can jump ahead and say, oh, 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 I know. It's like I heard someone describing wars recently as like, did you know today is the anniversary of D-Day? And how many Americans died on D-Day? And then a few years later, we're good friends with Germany. Why did we have to do all that crazy stuff to each other? You know, it was an amazing day of heroics and bravery. It was a tragic day of death and disasters to families, right? It's interesting the way U.S. history is taught. I don't have a clue how many Germans died. I know some big picture numbers and things along those lines, but... That's the problem, like, right? You get caught up in these Chinese-U.S. trade wars, and you're like, not good. I heard Mandy Moore talk about her first divorce and how she's dating a rocker now. And the divorce ended in a war where they hated each other. Wars are not good, whether it be the trade wars, world wars, or divorces. They're just not good. You once loved each other. And then, you know, in the future, be good friends like we are with Germany. Who knew? So China offers some concessions, but says that they're off the table the moment you move one step closer to a trade war. <laughs> Don't you get the feeling that Trump's out there going like, you mean this line in the sand? Oh, stepped over it. Now where's your line? Oh, you mean this line in the sand? Anyhow, leadership right now on the markets is backed up into a bunch of tech stocks that are pretty familiar names. Amazon, Netflix, Google, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft. And the biotech sector is having a great year. Biotech stocks are doing fantastic. 
They don't have the cure for cancer, but they're working on it. And how much will you spend for super fast internet? Probably about 60 bucks is your threshold. And you're like, whoa, that's getting to be too much. How much will you spend to defeat cancer in your body? I had a friend recently take off a quarter-sized growth of skin and kind of with an ice scooper, a little bit of a razor blade and a little bit of an ice scooper, sent off to the lab. Will it be cancerous? Will it not? And the doctor said, you know, what's crazy is in a couple of years from now, we'll be able to cure all this stuff. Skin cancers is kind of what is it implying. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm optimistic. So I'm, I'm now walking around with my shirt off. It's a good site. It, it encourages others to start dieting. Because they have an upset stomach after seeing me. I once was on the beach in North Carolina. And I must have fallen asleep close to the water as the tide was coming in. And two little children, six-year-old kids, tried to push me back in the water because they thought I was a beached whale. That is not they thought I was an animal who was dying. That's not a good look on a human. You're a bit of all right. Yes. So the trade deficit comes out. And we see how much is coming in versus going out in the United States. There's about a $46.2 billion deficit right now for a month. And that's the month of March. And you see China is willing to say, you know, we'll buy $25 billion more. But that's not even close to where we are. But it's nice that people are talking and not shooting, if I may say so myself. REM once said it's the end of the world as we know it. Donald Trump has the lowest ever approval rating for president in his first year. He's presided over one of the least productive Congresses in the last 40 years. In Europe, Italy was unable to form a government for three months. Germany took nearly six months to put its government in place. Paris is at a standstill right now as medical workers, trash collectors, and pilots join the striking train workers to oppose French President Emmanuel Macron's attempt to institute labor reforms. France has promised too much, too, right? It's bummed to, to learn that Kate Spade killed herself. Don't know why. I think it's that people are starting to die that are my age or in my age bracket. And uh, she was amazing as a designer. And I don't know what haunted her or didn't haunt her. She told her daughter to ask her father. And that makes me think, how sad. And we see these pharmaceutical companies kick out antidepressants and pills that can fabricate, you know, hair on people's heads. And we can't even keep ourselves happy when you're Kate freaking fracking spade who makes designer handbags or who sold her designer handbag business 10 years ago. It's all interesting stuff. It's all headline news. I know you're saying, is she married? Is she, did she marry David Spade, Kate Spade? No, no, she married David Spade's brother. All the money in the world can't make you happy. There's a lot of economic dysfunction in the world right now. Since 2008, the world has entered a period of economic dysfunction of low-cost money. And now we're starting to reverse that and raise the cost of money. We've seen China's rapid ascent into an economic power in the last 10, 15 years. As globalization has created significant wealth in China. You're reading articles and seeing stories about janitors worth millions because they invested in a company they were cleaning up. I once had a friend in the United States who would call my radio show 20 years ago and he was working at... AOL as a janitor and he said man they went from one person at a desk to two people at a desk 24 hours to a second floor 
to a third floor, to a building across the street, to people at a desk, to a second floor, to a third floor. You've and he kept mail. investing. And his wife kept saying, sell, 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 sell. We're, I'm married to a janitor. And he never did. Well, he did. Strangely enough, he made a lot of money off of it. Doesn't stories of janitors making millions both in China, 20 years after a janitor in the United States made millions, sound silly? Or does it sound insightful? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter at Rob Black Show. A seminar always coming up. You can use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So we learned yesterday that Miss America is no longer going to have a bikini pageant or a bikini presentation. I know you're saying, but I grew up on that. It's now no longer to be a pageant. It's now going to be referred to as a competition. I know you're saying, where are you going with this? I don't know. I, I talked a little bit about Kate Spade in the last segment, and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about it because one of the things I really like about my job is that I get to study like business successes. And I kind of put the dots together between Kate Spade and Robin Williams. And it's got me particularly flummoxed right now. So the news of Kate Spade figuring out a way to hang herself with a scarf in her home is just, it's overwhelming to me. Because she was one of those people that really kind of was the American dream, who comes out of college and and puts together a business plan and, and then sells it. And hits it. And one of the big things that she did really well was with her purses. And I used to invest in, in um, companies like Kate Spade and um, other fashion companies that make purses in large part because, uh, you know, a $200 to $400 purse doesn't cost $200 It takes a lot of creativity and a lot of energy to make that kind of money work or that idea turn into to a, a big business. But one of her big uh, thoughts that was fantastic was she took her purse and instead of putting the name on the inside of the purse, she put Kate Spade on the outside of the purse. And it wasn't her name. It wasn't Kate Spade. So she married David Spade's brother and kind of took her first name, Kate, and his last name, Spade, and put it together. And her last name was was particularly brutal. Like, you wouldn't want to buy a purse with that name on it. Um, So that's worthy of note. But, yeah, I look at how happy and sharp and quick people can be, like a Robin Williams or like a Kate Spade. And, again, her name's not even Kate Spade, right? But everyone knows of you as Kate Spade. Um, So her last name was Brosnahan. And there's a famous... You know, extended family member, actress Rachel Brosnahan. I'm probably saying the name pretty harshly and correctly, but that's okay. Um, so anyway, I just throw this out there because I think the world's pretty rough out there, and we we need to take a little more breaks. We need to slow down a little bit. I see people freak out on each other living in the Bay Area, and they don't even know they're freaking out, and it's just tied towards stress of their job. I do this whole radio show to get you to retirement. I, I don't think you're going to be able to take a break Monday through Friday from 9 to 5. Or if you're getting up with kids from 
7 to 5, or if you're putting the kids down to bed from 7 to 7, I don't think we could do it. It's a rough world out there. Try to hang on. I'm going to try to get you to retirement. But depression is actually a really, really big issue in the United States. And successful people hit it too. You know, when you feel the stress and pressure of your brand, and I have a brand, Rob Black and Your Money. I, I'm, I'm toning it down now because I, I want less pressure in my life. So I'm freaked out and a little saddened that someone would take their own life like Robin Williams and or like Kate Spade. And again, not even her real name. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? And everyone just assumed. Uh, David Spade, comedian, talked about his sister-in-law, Katie. And it's suddenly, it's, it's like it starts becoming much, much more warm when you hear things like that. So people who can make you laugh so hard, people that can inspire you with designs and color, uh, they, they suffer too. And it's something we don't much think about in this society, do we? So tech stocks are rocking and rolling. Changing the subject back to stress. Tech stocks are in rally mode. That means your 401k is probably getting fatter because companies like Apple, Facebook, and Netflix are big fat companies in an index like the S&P 500 that are market-weighted. And as they do well, so does your S&P 500 fund, so does your 401k more than likely. Tech is now about 23.5, percent of the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 is made up of 10-plus indices and sub-indices, things like retail and finance. Finance could have things like banking and brokerage stocks and insurance companies. Retail could have things like hardline, like wood, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot. You could have the soft lines, like clothing stores. And right now, tech is so fat. It's 26.2% of the S&P 500 index. That's Healthcare is a good 20%. So as those sectors go, so goes your 401k. And what I'm warning you about at this point in time is we are at an area that we haven't been in a long time. The biggest tech waiting since November 2000. Now, let's stop and think about that for uno momentero, which is Spanish, you know, for one moment. Um, I, don't, don't email me and tell me it's not. That's all I ask. Don't, don't pop my bubble. That's right, Jack. But the last time tech was so fat and so big of a part of the S&P 500 was November 2000. Say, say, 2000, zero, zero, party over, it's out of time. Do we remember what happened in 2000 to 2002 in tech stocks? They were murder-related. Think of a baseball bat with a tennis racket head made of steel with razor blades all around it. That's what happened to tech stocks back in 2000, 2002. And I'm not putting any direct comparison. I'm just saying that's one comparison. That's one thing to look at is the weighting. Now, again... Apple's going to have better earnings expected next year versus this year. So that's going to help that weighting look a little bit less in the S&P 500 index. I'm not going to scream, you know, bloody murder. I'm not going to scream, like, get out of the markets now. I'm just going to say, take a look at your 401k today. If you wanted it at 20% allocation for tech, and it's at 262 now, maybe you say, 
where maybe healthcare needs more love. Maybe retail needs a little more love. Maybe finance needs a little more love. Maybe income stocks need a little more love in my portfolio. Maybe a small cap Russell 2000 companies. Looky, looky. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Sounds like Miley. It's not Miley Cyrus? Lissy. Oh. Lissy the lizard. So commuting by car is expensive, according to a 2017 study. Owning and operating new vehicle costs drivers an average of $8,500 annually or $706 a month. So local legislators are now starting to say, let's try to build houses that are close to mass transit so that people don't have to own cars. And that $8,500 that they're not going to be paying on car might be going to pay for rent and make it a little bit more affordable. I don't know if that's the answer. (laughs) Again... More light rail that's not exactly cheap. That's out there. But our governments are trying to figure it out. Los Angeles Metro is providing $9 million to developers at a low interest rate to construct affordable housing within a half mile of transit lines. California or Oakland and Berkeley are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to say, hey, where, how far out can we go? How far out are people willing? I've got friends who live in Livermore who take the train every day, and it's lovely. They live in their wooded, lovely community, and they take the train every day. But is that really a solution? It kind of is. Because at one point in time, I remember I used to buy homes that were within five minutes of work, so I didn't have to take mass transit, and I didn't have to stick in, uh, and wait in traffic uh, driving all the time. And I used to live like that. So it is what it is. Speaking of living like that... Alameda County Fair. It's in Pleasanton. It's going to host its annual Feed the Need Food Drive. That's out there. It's fair time. I got a family four-pack. I'm going to increase these giveaways as the season goes on, but today I've got a family four-pack for the Alameda County Fair, which isn't in Alameda, but it's in Alameda County. It's got new rides. It's got horse racing, tasting events. It's got big action shows, pig races, fair food. It's got concerts. And I'm particularly into the cover concerts, cover shows. Like, Prince is dead, so I won't be able to see Prince in concert anymore, so I have to go see Purple Rain, R-E-I-G-N, at the Alameda County Fair to get my my purple Prince fix. So the fair's here. It's a good time to be alive, so to speak. Say hello to summer and get back on track. Racing track, horse track. Alameda County Fair horse racing returns June 15th through July 8th with more days of live racing, big prize money, contest giveaways, derby dog dash, and much, much more. It's a fun time. You can learn more by going to alamedacountyfair.com. It's alamedacountyfair.com. School's getting out this week, ladies and gents, and you're going to have to in, in, entertain those little rugrats for the next 70 to 100 days. And one of those days could be free for you 
at the Alameda County Fair by calling 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Say hello to summer. Alameda County Fair back in town. AlamedaCountyFair.com. 800-516-1220. Previous winners are excluded. You can f- call 800-516-1220 right now. Now, to, to blend that, let's play a CFP Chad Burton segment from this morning where he talks about what's it like to meet a CFP? What's it like to sit in his office? And what you should be expecting. Chad? So some of the other things that you might need to hear in a financial planning meeting. If it feels wrong, go for it. That's one that you need to talk about. Or you're making a hasty financial planning decision. And you're doing it in a hurry. And it's going to go wrong. Like trying to swap into that next house when you can't quite afford it. Or changing jobs thinking you're going to get more pay, but you haven't analyzed the benefits. Um, when it comes to investing, if it feels wrong, that's when you typically go for it. If it feels too good, that's when you should probably avoid it. But when it comes to financial planning life decisions, it's kind of the opposite. If you're in any kind of a rush and you don't feel like you've analyzed it properly or taken enough time, just avoid it because most of the time that's going to end up in regret. The other thing that you might not want to hear, but it's going to a lot of times people want to go to a financial planner meeting and, and hear that, I know how to get, you know, 10% plus rate of returns, despite what the economy is going to do. And you're going to be extremely outperforming the market or whatever. Look, real returns for stocks in the next five years or for a balanced portfolio might not impress you. It might not impress you. If this tax cut doesn't result in companies taking that extra savings and really investing in the future and investing in capital and growth, it might just sit in cash and they might retire debt, buy back more stock and, not really have a plan to grow, and bonds are extremely low still in interest rates. So in the next five years, it could not impress you. Or once you get into retirement, if you go through a period of time where the market kind of does a lull factor, like it kind of really did from 2007 to 2017, not super stellar returns, right, because of a large correction, you might go into a meeting and you might hear, look, you need to stop taking two major vacations a year. You need to cut it down to one. Um, because you're spending too much money and you're, you're putting your long-term financial plan in jeopardy. Sometimes people are going to have to put you on track on your expenses or tell you you're spending too much. In some cases, we have to tell people you're not spending enough. What are you doing with all this wealth when you seem miserable? You got to find a way to be happy. Start giving more money while you're alive, maybe. Um, so you, you need to say, okay, what have I saved this all for? Money's just a tool. Are you going to put a whole bunch of money in your coffin when you die? What's the point of just accumulating, 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 and not using it to do any good in your life, either to make you feel better or to make others feel better? And then one that I got into conversation with is even a good friend is like, you know, this this financial plan model is it, it's silly. Um, there's no way I'm going to live till age 86 years old, and I don't care if I leave my spouse you know, millions of dollars to live till they're a hundred. It's just, it's just, that's just not going to happen. That same meeting, the same person complained about not investing more money into technology and healthcare stocks. So stop saying you're not going to live till age 100. It's irresponsible and it's ignorant and it's putting your spouse in danger. What I mean by that is if you, if, if you sit there and you say, I want more technology, I want more healthcare stocks but 
you're not going to live till past age 86 because of maybe it's diabetes, maybe it's heart issues. Look, some of the stuff that's going on out there, I would assume that diabetes in the next 10 years is going to be cured. I would assume that in the next 10 years, every single organ in our body is going to be replaced by an artificial organ or potentially be able to do that because the advances, everything down to gene therapy are amazing. We're, we're coming to this big, huge tipping point where technology, science, and healthcare is all coming together and it's some good and some bad. The bad is that people are going to be living a lot longer, but they have not saved enough for retirement. So how are they going to deal with that? Well, they're going to have to work longer or save longer, whatever, spend less in retirement, but you're going to live longer. So stop kind of separating how exciting it is to invest in these items without thinking it's going to affect your lifestyle in the future by having you live longer. The other thing that people get into, especially now that financial planning software, because each of our clients gets a really cool uh, financial planning site where the financial plan is essentially updated every day. It's tied to all their accounts. They can even track their expenses on it, set budget alerts, um, see what their overall asset allocation is. But people get into this issue of, asking us for multiple scenarios over and over and over again. Well, what if I sell this property then? Or what if I retire at 65 and go to work part-time? And and that's really, really good to run several scenarios. But when you start asking to run multiple scenarios just to make yourself feel, feel better and change the data input just so it makes your plan work rather than the advisor saying, look, stop asking these multiple scenarios. You have a situation that needs change Here's two or three things that you can do to change it. Either save more, spend less, invest in your career so you can make more money. Tackle one thing at a time versus try to make multiple scenarios and data inputs to make your financial plan feel better. And sometimes you're going to have to hear from an advisor, look, I'm not right for you. This is not a situation that's a good match. Um, But here's somebody that can actually help you out. So, Sometimes you're going to hear things in a financial planning meeting that you're not going to like. Now, the suburbs in the Bay Area happen to be East Bay. I kind of feel that North Bay, it's okay and it does nice. But the East Bay is where everyone looks and goes, okay, I can't really afford a house in San Francisco. I can't afford a house on the peninsula. I can't afford a house in San Jose. Where do I go? And that was a couple years ago that you were willing to live in an area that might have a little more crime, a little bit more uh, poverty. A little more homeless. So there's a report put together by the Bay Area Council of Economic Institute. And it said the Bay Area needs to uh, build more affordable homes. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. On the outside, I'm cool, collected. I'm one of a kind. I work aggressively to help you and me get through this world. Uh, Sounds like a song like Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. It doesn't. You know, I enjoy what I do, and it's not exactly work. And, you know, when I can motivate you at some point in time to... Take a look at your daily life and factor in how can I be an investor. It's tough, right? Fortnite is a video game that a lot of people know about. 
it's a dominant game right now. And companies are quoting Fortnite in their earnings call. One of the things that I do that I don't talk much about are, are conference calls with, with companies during earnings season. And a lot of the companies that I invest in, a lot of the companies I like to follow, happen to be in the Bay Area, obviously tech companies. And you know, probably two quarters ago, it was all about Bitcoin. Everyone wanted to try to figure out how can we get into Bitcoin, into our business model, into our conference call, whether it be Litecoin or Ripple or Ethereum or Monero. Now, if you talk about Fortnite, what you're seeing is outsized success. And people, businesses want to project outsized success. The company... Epic Games, which produced Fortnite, banked $296 million in sales from the game console, from the game across the console, PC, and mobile categories. Stop and think about that for one second. $296 million in sales. Solo, the Han Solo movie, hasn't made that much money. And a little game that your kid's playing on their phone is thumping Han Solo. And Chewbacca's not happy. <laughs> April saw the launch of Fortnite on Apple on their iOS. And and guess what happened when Apple reported their quarter? They talked about Fortnite. Then you get companies like NVIDIA. Guess what they did? They talked about Fortnite. Tencent, which is a Chinese uh, internet company. They own a 40% stake in Epic. Electronic Arts, Activision, Take-Two. Everyone wants Fortnite or something like it. Snap and Hasbro have made mentions of Fortnite on their conference call. Fortnite has over 40 million monthly active users. And you start looking at, you know, you start looking at uh, monthly active users and you instantly start thinking about things like Facebook, right? 40 million monthly. The game HQ Trivia sometimes has a million plus players trying to win a share of $5,000 amongst a million people. It's not a lot of money. Sometimes you literally win 85 cents, but you feel like you're winning, you're beating the system. So everyone's talking about Fortnite because outsized gains. Be careful. That can get you into some hot water. Even though your eight-year-old son plays Fortnite, he won't be able to predict the, the spending on Snap's platform. Or when does the company lose the magical effect and become the next best thing, right? So the success of Fortnite and Player Unknown Battlegrounds are just beyond comprehension right now. That was the quote from NVIDIA CEO Jin Jin Hong. The two games are a combination of Hunger Games and Survivor, and it's just captured the imagination of gamers around the world. That's pretty crazy. So when I go out and build a new computer, and I like to build computers every two or three years, I'm going to get the latest GPU to handle the latest game, even if I'm not playing the latest game. And that's where it gets kind of like, what did he just say? Exactly. So Apple's making big money, big money off Fortnite because you're playing it on their phone. So there's kind of a, a, oh, I almost said something inappropriate. I almost said, there's kind of a hashtag Me Too thing going on Behave with Fortnite. Yourself. I didn't say it. I thought it. That is not but appropriate behavior. Oh, it's so totally appropriate. I mean, it's just um, everyone wants to tie themselves to Fortnite. 
it's going to pull in 2 to $3 billion this year. And if Apple's getting a 10%, 20%, 30% cut of that, depending on the deal made, and they tend to go softer on the bigger deals, that could work out pretty well. So how much is the Fortnite experience worth to you and me? I don't know. And am I going to go out and invest in Epic Games? Probably not. Am I going to go out and invest in Tencent? Probably not. But I find it interesting that it's kind of like all the rage now, where in October and, and November, all we could talk about on this show was Bitcoin. And I'm sorry, but we're not talking about Bitcoin every day here. Will it make a, re, uh, will it make a revival? Yes. But that's all I got for you right now. I got a coupon from eBay. Woohoo! I don't think that's a good thing. Oh, my, that's my, all my. I got. Oh, my, my, my. Um, so let's take a quick look at the markets today and see how we're doing now and what the, the dealio is. The world's in turmoil and investors are bullish. We did see a lot of women in the primaries across the United States make headway into congressional elections this year. So one of the things that we're going to start talking about are the elections because they're now four or five months away, right? What will Congress look like? What will universal health care look like? What will repeals look like? What will the president look like? Relationships with foreign countries. There's a lot of turmoil, but the market's hitting all-time highs. Uh, the Russell and the NASDAQ, good, good news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.